Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Hey, this is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation. It is Thursday, December the 3rd, 2020. So today we're going to be reading from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, and then we'll be reading verse 18, 24 through 25, and 28. Kind of taking some excerpts today. Therefore... Since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God. That's such good news. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. We talked a little bit about that yesterday. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So that last verse I always talk about, we tend to take out of context, kind of like the one we talked about yesterday. Um, But he's talking about all things working together for the good of those who love him. But he's also talking about his sufferings. We often think that God's always going to work good things for us. But what Paul is actually saying is even the bad things God works good in, and especially sometimes in the bad things. So today, Scott Daniels is talking a little bit in our devotional, uh, Let Earth Receive Her King, put out by the Foundry Publishing, if you want to pick one up. Um, He's talking about this idea of the glory of God that's in this passage we read today. And, And that word in Hebrew is the Kavod Yahweh. And, and the Kavod Yahweh is, is a, almost like a heaviness. Uh, he, he calls it in this little reading, uh, like God presses his fingerprints down. And you know, when you put your fingerprint like in the sand or in the dirt, like it, it actually leaves a mark. So this heaviness of God, this glory of God, I don't know if you've ever had a moment where you sense God's presence in a way it almost left a heaviness on you. You could, you could feel God's presence with you in that moment. And so he talks a little bit about this illustration of his son seeing sunlight come through a window and just hearing his dad preach about the glory of God saying, dad, the kavod Yahweh, like this is the, it's the glory of God. So in the 10th chapter of Ezekiel, he writes, the prophet saw the glory of God depart from the temple. One of the saddest moments in Israel's history, this kind of prophetic picture of, of, the glory of God leaving the temple. This moment is a tragic one for God's people. One of the great hopes of the Old Testament was that God would dwell uniquely right in the middle 
of God's people and that God's glory would radiate from Zion to the world. So that was their hope that God would dwell with them and his glory would actually spread out to all the world and the whole creation would be healed. At the end of the Old Testament, the temple's being rebuilt, but the glory of God has yet to return. So this is kind of the setup for when Jesus comes. In fact, one of the questions that hangs over God's people as the New Testament begins is, will God's glory ever return and dwell once again in the middle of the people? Of course, the Advent answer to the question is when the Gospel of John proclaims the Word became flesh and made his dwelling, and those words in Greek are literally tabernacled among us, <laughs> templed among us. We have seen his glory that kavod, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. The glory of God did indeed return to Jerusalem and even to the temple itself, but not everyone recognized that glory. In this passage we read Romans 5, and then going on through chapter 8, Paul gives this majestic manifesto, and you should read this passage. I reread Romans entirely not too long ago, and it just blew me away. This, this manifesto on hope and glory. The great apostle is convinced that God's glory now dwells in the new temple, and this is good news for us today, and slowly, slowly radiates, radiates out from the body of Christ. That's the church giving glimpses of that glory, that God's glory is fully revealed in the creation is made new. Until that happens, this is what's happening now. God's glory resides in the temple, the church, and it's radiating out to the rest of the world until the entire creation will be made new. In the meantime, we are filled with the Spirit, and we're the first fruits of that new creation. However, we're not only a foretaste of the coming kingdom, but we are also groaners in the current one. For Paul, the whole creation is groaning like a mother in childbirth, waiting for redemption, waiting for God's glory to be revealed. The groans of creation and our groans as those who suffer and pray along with creation are not primarily the grunts of pain, but the sighs of those who in hope know God's glorious renewal is coming. Sometimes, as we look at the broken and often violent world around us, we want God's great recreation to come so badly we don't even know how to articulate it in our prayers. We can only groan and hope that the Spirit of God who groans with creation hears and understands our hope-filled sighs. This is why Advent hymns sound more like groans than praise-filled anthems. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Come thou long expected Jesus. And I would say that's why they're written in minor keys too. The minor just sounds a little bit off. These aren't the peppiest tunes out there. They are mournful psalms of hopeful groaners who know that ultimately hope will not disappoint us. So here's the good news today. To sum all of that up, the good news is that Christ is the return of the glory to the temple and in the New Testament, we learn that the temple is the church. That Paul will say, y'all are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so God's glory comes to descend and dwell in us. And yet it's not fully realized in our lives. 
And, and so we kind of groan for that full redemption. We groan for the world to be made right. All you have to do is watch the news and you'll begin to groan. Uh, but he, he compares it to a mother who's going to give birth to a child, knowing that the pain that they're going through will, will give birth to something so much greater that the pain is worth enduring. And so this is, this is the hope that we have today. The hope that we have is that Christ has come to dwell in us. The Holy Spirit of God lives in us. The glory has returned to the temple. The temple is the church. God has trusted us to be the ones who radiate his presence to the world. And as we radiate those pres- the presence to the world, we realize that, that the new creation is not fully realized. We realize that there's brokenness, there's hurt, there's pain, there's sin, but we groan in hopes because we know that eventually God's presence, God's glory will radiate and fill the entire earth and the entire creation will be made new. And that is what we keep our hope in today. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day. Thank you.